And what we need to know today, fetal surgery can save and improve the lives of thousands of children worldwide. One in every 33 babies is born with a birth defect, and January is Birth Defects Awareness Month. On the hotline, we have Scott Adzik, MD, Surgeon-in-Chief at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And how are we doing today there, Doc? We're doing good? I'm doing great, thank you. All righty. So, first question, how many babies each year are born with birth defects? A big perspective in the U.S., um, each year nearly 150,000 babies are born with birth defects. Many with conditions so rare, most parents and even some clinicians haven't heard of them. So, too often these families aren't made aware of the treatments available at a place like our Center for Fetal Diagnosis and Treatment at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And they are, the parents are left feeling overwhelmed with few options. A little background on birth defects, whether they be structural, that is anatomic or genetic. One in every 33 babies is born with a birth defect, a stunning statistics. Birth defects are costly. Billions of dollars are required for medical treatment. Birth defects are merciless. No parent is immune. They're mysterious. Most causes of the birth defects are unknown, although we can diagnose virtually all of them now with prenatal diagnostic techniques. Gotcha. They're overlooked, in my view. Research is underfunded, and they're deadly. Birth defects are the leading cause of infant mortality. So what, type of, what types of conditions can be helped by having surgery while the baby is still in the womb? Well, there's a whole list of... Um, well, uh, the big perspective is that um, since 1995, when our center started, until now we've had over 27,000 referrals of pregnant mothers carrying babies with birth defects that come from all 50 states and from 70 countries internationally. Uh, it's the largest program in the, in the world, providing fetal diagnosis, prenatal management, delivery, and postnatal care. Of those who come to see us, only about 10% require an operation before birth, and that would be for conditions such as spina bifida, twin-twin transfusion syndrome, things of that sort. So we are highly sophisticated fetal surgery teams repair spina bifida and other birth defects in the womb, place fetal shunts to treat life-threatening congenital conditions, mm-hmm. and perform minimally invasive procedures using fetoscopy in the mother's uterus to treat complications in fetal twins. But the point is that 90% of, of our patients who are referred to, to us uh, don't require an operation before birth, and many can simply be followed during the pregnancy, have the option, if indicated, to deliver in the hospital's Garbos Family Special Delivery Unit, which was uh, built for for these mothers and babies. Baby can then be treated after birth, um, and, and the, the mother, the baby, and the family can be together in the same place. Gotcha. So how rare is fetal surgery? How many fetal surgeries have been done in the world? We, we estimate roughly 5,000 fetal surgeries have been performed worldwide. A quarter of them have been done here at CHOP, uh, more than any, any other hospital. As I mentioned, we've also managed thousands of pregnancies complicated by birth defects like congenital heart disease in which newborns need immediate specialized medical care or surgery after a birth and not before birth. Gotcha. All right, so what is the expected long-term outcome for babies who have undergone fetal surgery? For conditions uh, that cause progressive organ damage before birth and in which fetal surgery is indicated if the operation is successful, and it usually is, 
then uh, the child is cured. Other conditions, uh, such as spina bifida re repair, we're trying to minimize the damage the exposed spinal cord uh, is, has before birth. But, but the results uh, there are very, very good. For untreated spina bifida before birth, for, in cases where it's treated af after birth, those are kids um, who have various degrees of paralysis, eventually require a wheelchair, have hydrocephalus or fluid on the brain, and require a, a shunt tube, a ventricular perineal shunt, to drain that fluid into the abdomen. Even before birth, in appropriately selected cases, uh, the incidence of being, being for the child to be able uh, to walk is um, dramatically increased, and the need for one of those shunt tubes to treat hydrocephalus is dramatically decreased. Gotcha. So what do you think uh, about the future for fetal surgery? Three areas I'd highlight that have to do with fetal therapy, not necessarily even operations. One is in utero um, treatment using adult stem cells of prenatally diagnosed blood disorders such as sickle cell anemia, which can be diagnosed very early in gestation. So the concept is to give these adult blood-forming stem cells that pr produce normal red blood cells, re replace the uh, sickle cell red blood cells, and uh, because the fetus is pre-immune, won't reject those cells, and, and this is a potential for a cure. So three decades of work have gone into this in experimental animal models, and we hope to do a clinical trial next year or, or so. The second area is led by Dr. William Peranto, who's one of our very talented pediatric surgical scientists at CHOP, and that's in utero gene editing using CRISPR technology. The concept there with proof of principle and fetal animal models is to treat single gene disorders to completely cure them, such as cystic fibrosis. Very exciting, but not ready for clinical application yet. The third area is the artificial womb. The concept there is to eventually treat babies born very prematurely, 23, 24, 25 weeks gestation, where term is 40 weeks, provide four to five weeks of support with normal growth and development. Proof of principle has been shown in a fetal a sheep, and uh, then the, the concept is to have a bridge to survival for a 24, 23, or 25-week baby up, up to 28, 29, 30 weeks gestation. Um, markedly decreased complications yeah. and markedly increased survival rate. Gotcha. We, we're on, uh, doc, Dr. Alan Flake leads that effort, and we're on a fa FDA fast track to, to get, get that into to the clinic when it's uh, proven to be safe and efficacious. All right, so uh, how has the uh, COVID-19 pandemic affected uh, your ability to provide care to these families? Well, uh, in Philadelphia and, and in your area, too, um, mm -hmm. Uh, COVID hit in March 2020. So fortunately, CHOP had the first PCR COVID test on the East Coast, this little children's hospital. So we, of course, from that time on, have screened all children to be admitted to the, to the hospital and for those undergoing surgery and for all mothers who come in for evaluation. So we, we've not missed a beat. When the pandemic first started, um, many hospitals in the U.S. who were fetal surgery centers uh, stopped performing fetal surgeries, but we did not have extensive protocols in place to keep our patients, our families, and our staff safe, and that's true for this recent uh, Omicron surge as well. Gotcha. All right, so where can my listeners find more information? Probably our website at CHOP, uh, fetal surgery, one word, dot CHOP, C-H-O-P dot E-D-U, so fetal surgery, 
www.chop.edu. Thank you so much for this uh, great information. All right, Scott Anzig, MD, Surgeon-in-Chief at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Much appreciated.